Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. It's always an honor. And I mean that. Don't you think that, Stephanie? It's an honor that these people would turn on this broadcast, flip on their radios and listen to us. I'm I'm yeah. always moved by that. Yeah. Yeah. It's very humbling. Yeah. And then to run into people at churches and stuff that say, Hey, I listen to your podcast. That always weirds me out a little bit. Because <laughs> I'm saying, do they are they one of the likers or the haters? You know, sometimes I run into Stephanie lovers and Doug haters on the podcast. I'm just being upfront with you. I you know I, I've never seen it but some like, hey, you shouldn't be picking on Stephanie so much. That's <laughs> a, I've I've had that said to me three or four times. Leave her alone. <laughs> And uh, don't make her answer all those questions. Someone told me that one time about three months ago. Why do you make her answer? Well, that's kind of what we do. She asks questions sometimes. And, you know, there was times where I would say, hey, you run the podcast. She doesn't like that end of it. She likes the other end, man. I don't. And, and we're doing fine, you know. So I don't pick. Tell, will you tell them I don't pick on you during the podcast? He only does when he's in an ornery mood. And, you know, I mean, I guess I did earn the music killer thing because I did snicker along with Liberty once. Yeah. I, I, I still <laughs> I still love me some Liberty. I just want you to know Liberty's a great lady. You guys aren't good enough for her. But I'm just telling you right now, she, Debbie and I, my wife and I hold Liberty. You know, it's funny. As we got to know Stephanie, we've, we've been honored to become friends with Stephanie's friends. And one of the closest people to us right in the beginning was Liberty, because Liberty yep. was somebody who had been in Cameroon with your family. And Liberty is yep. somebody who was always helping you take care of your kids and stuff until she grew yep. up on us and became a teacher and moved out where cowboys are. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, anyway, we, we do appreciate Liberty. I think she's really yes. going to like the new song, A New Heart. I I do. I think uh, we're going to have to. Ch I have not sent her. I usually try to talk to like Lydia and Liberty. I usually try to talk to them on a regular basis and, you know, just zero in on them. Last time I talked to Lydia, Debbie and I were sitting here on the couch, had a great conversation with her last week. But I always try to do that. And I haven't done that with Liberty in a while, but because Liberty's hours are a little different than ours. And I'm always like, well, it's only this time here. And then by the time I want to do it it's it just never works but anyway we're going to make that work and i hold no no contempt within my heart uh against the great liberty hicks and but anyway as we move forward i used to but i i got through that i used to so stephanie we i did and i god gave me a new heart in that area all right here's <laughs> Uh, listen to the song. There's a verse in there about Liberty and Stephanie being music killers, but they're not, they're not music. And actually Liberty is a musician too. I I've always liked that about her. She is. But I want to talk <laughs> Stephanie on a very serious note about being in the presence of God. We're going to see that here mm -hmm. in these next verses. And you know, in Psalm 16, 11, thou will show me the path of life in thy presence is fullness of joy in thy right hand. There are 
pleasures forevermore. And he said, my presence in Exodus 33, 14 shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. And so here we are, a bunch of people that have been hurt in a lot of cases, hypervigilant, have PTSD, been around some pretty terrible people, terrible situations, terrible things, trying to figure out life. One thing is we're paranoid. You know, we're very paranoid people when we first realize we've been hurt and going through PTSD. And we talked about insecurities on Monday. And, and, but, you know, coming back to this, Stephanie, and, you know, paranoia is a terrible thing. And, but you know how you get rid of that? You go in the presence of God. Uh, and he'll yeah. show you the path. He'll bring you joy. Uh, he'll give yeah. you pleasures forevermore. And that's what these people need. That's what I need. That's what you need. That's what, that's what the world needs is the presence of God today. I mean, what are you thinking? Um, well, I, I actually have the words to an old hymn here. All right. Um, that I've loved since I was a kid. And I'm, I'm just going to read it because it sums up. It sums up everything I could say, only so much better. O thou in whose presence my soul takes delight, on whom in affliction I call, my comfort by day and my song in the night, my hope, my salvation, my all. Where dost thou, dear shepherd, resort with thy sheep to feed them in pastures of love? Say, why in the valley of death should I weep, or alone in this wilderness rove? Or why should I wander an alien from thee or cry in the desert for bread? Thy foes will rejoice when my sorrows they see and smile at the tears I have shed. He looks and ten thousands of angels rejoice and myriads wait for his word. He speaks and eternity filled with his voice reechoes the praise of the Lord. Dear shepherd, I hear and will follow thy call. I know the sweet sound of thy voice. Restore and defend me. For thou art my all, and in thee I will ever rejoice. Beautiful song, beautiful poetry. I love it. It's uh, what a wonderful blessing. And, and that speaks of the presence of the Lord. And, and yeah. you know, I, I think, Stephanie, that I can tell a difference in my life when I started walking in the presence of the Lord. And I, and I don't think, yeah. you know what else? I, I have to say this, and I hate to say this, and, and we'll, I'll go right back to you, but I have to say this. I think there are times where I've been in the presence of the Lord, and sadly, I've got away from it again and had to do it all over again. Yes. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, and that's, you know, we're humans, and we cannot be perfect. And um, there's a sense in which um, someone has been telling me recently, you know, you demand perfection from yourself, and that's not in the scripture. Um, what we do see, and, and it's ironic because I think somewhat when someone has been through abuse, they do demand perfection of themselves on a whole new level. Um, but to understand, it's made Psalm 103 even sweeter to me that um, it says, for he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. Yeah. And he knows we're going to fail. He knows he's going to have to pick us back up like the steps of a good man being ordered by the Lord. And though we fall, he shall not be other, utterly cast down. And the idea that he's a shepherd to us, that's the presence of God is understanding that we are in the presence of our shepherd who loves his sheep, who cares for them, who leads them beside the still waters and restores their soul. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's great. And, you know, I, I, I guess for a practical side of this, for me, I'm always trying to get to a practical thing, which you just did well, I think. Practically for me, uh, a journey with God being in the presence of him is an everyday journey. 
it's looking, yes. you know, it's looking at the day ahead and, and it's praying at night, it's praying in the morning, it's reading the word of God. It's, you know, uh-huh. there's so, there's people who let us down. There's life that lets us down. You know, we can all look at the last 30 days of our lives and say, fail, 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 fail. But when we're in the presence of God, we can also say joy, 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 joy. And, and so we need to, yeah. every, Paul said he had to die of this world. He had to die of this world every day. And, and so what I'm saying is the presence of the Lord is in your heart. When you get saved, the Holy Spirit of God indwells with your heart. But you can do some things to the Holy Spirit of God. You can quench the Holy Spirit of God. And I think that, you know, I think we've got to be very careful of that, Stephanie. I think that, you know, a stark reminder I want to give to everybody listening is, boy, don't take for granted when God shows up because you got to keep them there. You got to treat it right. You don't, you don't want to quench them. You don't want to, what's the other thing you can quench the Holy (laughs) spirit of God, or you can, uh, there's two words. Uh, What is it? Quench, not the spirit. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And then the other one is uh, anyway, is making the spirit not work in you or for you. But sometimes I think I totally lose my memory, Stephanie, but I, (laughs) it's okay. But I just want to say this. I want you to remember that this is a daily thing. The presence of God is in you with the Holy Spirit. But, you know, I can be, the truth of the matter is, I can be carrying around a million bucks in my back pocket and not spend it, never enjoy the benefit of it. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's how, that's what we can do, I think, Stephanie, with the Holy Spirit, if we're not careful. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. He's he's there to be our comforter and our guide and our companion, but he's not going to force himself on us. And making that choice of where he's not just living in, in us, but he's living through us. And there is a difference. Well, and it, it, it you know, the outlook changes. The day changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The, the people you hang with change. Uh I, I mean, there, there's so much that I think um, we can do to people. And uh, there, there's so much, you know, in my mind that we can do to ourselves. And so if yeah. we're going to be right toward other people, if we're going to be right toward ourselves, it requires a right relationship with God and being in his presence. And, yeah. uh, and you know, it just came to me. So grieve is one, quench is another. So grieve means, you know, God is like, oh, man. Uh, Doug just messed up that one and quenches. I get in the way of the Holy spirit. It's our actions that hinder the spirit from working. It's treatments that people side of it. And that's what I was trying to say a minute ago. So we have the personal side of it and we have the people side of it. And, and so when we're quenching the spirit, you know, that's where we hinder the Holy spirit. When we come in and say, Stephanie, you're a jerk. You haven't done anything right all day. And then we say, but did I tell you what God can do for you? <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's <laughs> And, and grieving, and of course, I've never said that to Stephanie. No. Uh, uh, and of course, I never would because she's not going to do that, but that's just an example. And then grieving the Holy Spirit, uh, I think that's where we're just totally failing. We're not trying. You know, apathy to me seems like grieving. What are you thinking? Yeah, well, God, God's given us so much to live for. And I was actually talking to a lady about this yesterday. And, you know, when, when we come to that place where we just don't care anymore, God's created us for a purpose Yeah, and it is never to lay. And I'm not, okay. So I have to phrase this carefully. I'm at a point in life where my doctors are all saying, you have to rest, you have to heal You're, you know, you have to go take these steps. So I am not saying it's wrong to rest because it is actually, I'm, I'm very much realizing, yeah. yes, that, 
there has to be just like Ecclesiastes talks about a time for this and a time for that. There is a time for rest, but there is not a time for apathy because there is a difference. Um, when you reach that point, um, it breaks my heart when I talk to a lady who says, um, I have no purpose to live. I just am staying in bed all day. Um, I'm not even reading. I'm not listening to me. Like literally like they're becoming a vegetable. Yeah. And we hear that Uh, so much. That is apathy. And that is, and I, and I understand that trauma takes us there, but we can't stay there. We have to say, no, I'm not staying here. That's grieving the Holy Spirit. Yes. Because that's not who the Holy Spirit is. He does not he will not lead you to vegetate in that sense, you know, like where you literally almost become so self-destructive because you're refusing to get out of bed or refusing to leave the house or refusing to even go get your own groceries. That's not ever going to be of the spirit of God. And Satan will mask that as you're protecting yourself. No, you're destroying yourself. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And, uh, hey, folks, listen, we know we're running. We're up against our time to run for the stations here and give them what they need to say. We'll be right back. Hey, thanks for, thanks for helping us out. And what Stephanie just spoke great truth, and it's something that I had to learn the hard way, something that Stephanie had to learn the hard way. We don't want to come forth as being these great authorities or anything like that. We're just a couple sinners saved by grace. We still mess yes. up on a daily basis. And But, you know, I think it's important that Stephanie and I, when we do speak to you, we speak with the authority of God really helped us, and he can really help you. And so oh. uh, I, it's always hard to talk about, you know, what the Holy Spirit can do in someone's life and things of that nature. But we really want to help you if you need help in that area. Just, you know, grab a hold of us or write us on Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page or something. So, Stephanie, here we are. We're looking at going through <laughs> 6 through 10 here. Uh, we're on the 25th process. Proverb, and it says, put not forth thyself in the presence of the king. And then it says, and stand not in the place of great men. Mm. For better is it that he said, come up hither, then, I like this, then thou shouldest be put lower in the presence of the praise whom thine eyes have seen. Go not forth hastily to strive, lest thou know what do in the end thereof, and with thy neighbor hath put thee to shame. Debate thy course with thy neighbor himself, and discover not a secret of another, lest he that heareth it put thee to shame, and thine infamy shall turn away. A lot going on in these verses right away. And we're not supposed to be exalting ourselves in front of kings or God. Uh, we're supposed to be humble right in the beginning. That's what I'm getting. But people yeah. want people want to use this self exaltation. You know, they want to get up there and, and they want to say on this, on that, look at all these things I could do. Uh, you know, I can do all these things and, and, and we got to be very careful not to do that. Then it's talking about as we deal with our neighbors, you know, people don't go visit people they're upset with anymore. We, we have a whole new generation of people who won't pick up the phone or go visit people who are messing them over. And, and, and I'll tell you folks, a lot of times, uh, you know, first of all, God's word in Matthew 18 is still there. It's still real. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it still fulfills the things we need to do. And I understand that in some cases or maybe limitations on who you can go talk to and stuff, but in a lot of cases, 
cases. We just need to go see that neighbor, our friend, our family, that person close to us who's messing up. We need to go see him one-on-one and say, you know, I think you're messing up and this is why. And sometimes it's a misunderstanding. We're emotional creatures. You know, I'm an emotional person. Stephanie's an emotional person. I, I don't really know a lot of cerebral people. I don't think cerebral people like to hang around with emotional people. I'm just being honest with you. <laughs> I think they're like, you know, there goes Stephanie crying. Doug's crying over there in the second row. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't think they, I, I think they're afraid they're going to cry and let things go. And, but we, we don't, we, we know, we know that exact scenario has played out, right? Many I mean. times people are saying, Hey, those people cry. They write songs, cry, talk to people about PTSD, cry, talk to people on the phone, cry. You know, it's terrible. I have dry eyes. Now I can cry in a second and make my eyes dry. All I have to think about is somebody I'm talking to is going through the junk. But I think here, Stephanie, put all these verses together as a group. And, 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 you know, we don't self-exalt ourselves. And we take care of our matters as they need taken care of. I mean, where are you at here with, and I know it's a lot of verses and take your time. Where are you at with six through 10? I think what you said about the whole um, not exalting yourself is powerful. Um, it's interesting because this is a warning against narcissism. It is. Yes. Because what narcissists thrive on is putting themselves in the presence of kings, putting themselves in the presence of power. It's like what Haman did with King Ahasuerus. It's like, let me let me buddy up to the person of power so that I can have power too. And God's saying, uh, 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 that is never, never going to be of me. And God never is going to bless pride. He's never going to, to bless someone whose end game is to be in control like this. He, he cannot bless it. Now it may appear that they're blessed, but they're not blessed by God. It's a satanic blessing, which biblically means it's a curse. And so keep that in mind because from our human perspective, it does seem like, oh, that's, that's gotta be a great thing to do. Right. Get, you know, be hobnob with the rich and the famous and the prestigious and the people of power, but that's not who Jesus was when he came. Yeah, He went to the, to the lepers, to the beggars, to the blind, to the poor, to the lame that had nothing to offer him. And that's who he loved. And that is what the spirit of God will look like in a person. Um, they're not going to be the one who is constantly trying to um, be in the limelight, be in the pictures with, you know, so-and-so. No, their their purpose in life is to glorify God. We come back to what, the, what our purpose for life is, and it's impossible to have a purpose of life glorifying God and do this, what these verses are talking about here. They cannot be in the same, they cannot be in the same sentence. They yeah. don't go together. And I, you know, I often think that a lot of narcissists just have a form of godliness. They just been raised up so much. Yeah. And, and, you know, told what to say, told what verses to remember, told what songs to sing and and they make them perfect. You know, I'm not a perfect human being. I'm going to be upfront with you. There's no way (laughs) I'm not going to achieve perfection ever in my life. And neither are any of us. We're all a bunch of sinners, but I look at these narcissists, Stephanie, and I go back to this all the time. These people are out there hurting kids and hurting people. And I, I can't see 
uh, God at work in those hearts. I can't see the Holy Spirit of God in these people. I can't see people who live their life to be better than everybody else, uh, to be these godly fountains of, uh, of the Holy Spirit. I, I'm sorry. I just don't see it working that way. I just, so in my life, I'm always questioning, hey, is that person even saved? Is that person, you know, is that person who just uh, hurt somebody who just, you know, they have followings to narcissists. They, they go after the weak and they have followings of these people. They create, they create cults is what they do. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, and, you know, they have people thinking they're no good. So then they give them, well, I'm going to make you good. I'm going to help you be better. And I, I just don't do well with that group of people. I, I, you know, that's like, at its finest. Yeah. Yeah. Because people tell me, well, the sky's not blue. I said, well, you're an idiot. Leave me alone. You know, and, uh, but, but it, that only happens with the presence of God. You know, I had a, yeah. I had a lady on the phone the other day who said something. She's been through terrible trauma with a boyfriend and she had called us the other day and was saying, well, he, you know, he is good looking. He is good at this. And I said, you just need to stop. You know, when you call somebody up to tell you, oh, it's okay for you to, you know, get engaged and marry a narcissist and have the worst life ever, uh, you don't want to call me, you know, because God, God doesn't operate that way. And, uh, and I, I, I don't think God wants any of us to live that life. No, no. And so we don't need to be standing in front of Kings telling them what we have to offer, how great we are. Uh, I think, you know, I think, I think we're the opposite of that. I think we're just thankful yeah. to be able to stand in front of people and see how we can serve. And, uh, you know, I'm reminded of, you know, so many, but I go back to Joseph and his experiences and, uh, you know, yeah. translating the dream there, becoming second in charge of Egypt, all those things. If Joseph went in there and said, man, everywhere I go, they put me in charge. You know, I, I was over there in Potiphar's house. I was in charge of everything until his wife lied about me. And then, then I went to jail and I was the best person in jail, man. I was just, you know, I got to jail, maybe I was 18 or something and been there for years. And I, they put me in charge of all the prisoners. And now he went over there and just translated his dream. And said, is there anything else I can do for you? And, uh, you know, folks, we got to remember that's what God has us here for. We're supposed to know things that people don't know because we know God. We're supposed to have the Holy Spirit of God working in our hearts and leading us and guiding us because we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And immediately when that happens, we're indwelled with the Holy Spirit of God. We don't need an exorcism. We've already got the Holy Spirit of God in our heart. There's no demons in there. And, uh, And if you're not saved, as soon as you get saved, they leave. We don't have to pay some someone 200 bucks for that. God indwells within our heart. Well, we love you folks. It's been a great opportunity today to talk to you. We hope you come back tomorrow. Please make sure you go out wherever you get this podcast downloaded. Give us five stars. If you don't like us, go out and rate someone else with two stars, but not us. And uh, <laughs> we sure think of someone else you don't like and do it to the, no, I'm only joking. But uh, if you love us, make sure you go out and tell people you love us. And we sure are honored to be with you this day. Get a hold of me at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. If I can do for anything for you, helpful Wounded Spirits drop us a note. We'd love to tell you about the ministry. We want to talk to you. Listen to every word Eric's got to say. May God bless you today, my friends. Thank you. Hey, wear that smile that only God can give. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. 
you can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.